Welcome to Agent of Wealth Podcast with Mark Boudis from Boudis Financial. In this podcast, Mark helps small business owners and retirees overcome the multiple wealth planning challenges involved in your financial life. We do this by creating comprehensive wealth management plans to guide you towards financial freedom, ensure you never run out of money, and help create a balance in life that prioritizes what is most important to you. Join us for this journey as Mark draws from years of expertise and guest experts to solve the multiple wealth planning issues involved in your financial life. Hello and welcome to the Agent of Wealth with Mark Boutus of Boutus Financial. Today we're going to be talking about achieving your goals, and this is very timely. It's you know it's right at the end of the year here, uh, and it's it's something that everybody should be thinking about for this coming year. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning, Mark. I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, doing fantastic. Uh, I, I love this topic. I love goal setting. It's something that I do quite often with my clients. I know that you do with your clients, and I'm glad that you brought this topic up. So, where do we want to start with this? Yeah, and and like you said, it's it's we're at the end of the year. I think goal setting is is a great topic for the beginning of the year. A lot of people start making their New Year's resolutions. And, um, you know, a lot of people will talk about doing big things, whether they want to start a business, lose weight, invest in a real estate project or this or that. Uh, But a lot of people never achieve it. So I wanted to talk today about what makes successful people achieve their goals. And then on the other hand, what's holding back some of us from being successful or achieving goals. Mm -hmm. And I know you work a lot with goals. What's been your experience with them? Oh, it's, it's, it's something where people every year, it's like, oh, I'm going to make my New Year's resolutions, right? And we do that, but it's just really kind of a discussion in our head, or we get together with some friends, you know, especially on at a New Year's party, and that may be the topic. Hey, so what are your New Year's resolutions this year? Oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do the other thing. And then it that's the last time we really speak of it, right? That's the, you know, that's where the resolution kind of ended. Or we really start off that next day or the next couple of days, you know what, I'm doing great on this. And then we just kind of forget it goes by the wayside or it gets too easy to quote unquote fall off that wagon, whatever that wagon is. And there's a lot to do with accountability. There's a lot of things we're going to talk about today, uh, but there's a lot of reasons we fail and there's a lot of steps we could take to succeed. So yeah, I, I've experienced both ends of it. I've failed many times with resolutions uh, and uh, I, I've, I've been successful with some. So yeah, same, same here. And I guess, you know, we'll, we'll talk about what we can do to avoid that happening. So it's not necessarily a new year's resolution, mm-hmm. but it's really, let's put a plan in place on how to achieve that, achieve that goal. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I know that you're a guy that loves systems and that you are, uh, you work well with your clients with different things when you have steps in place and you really help them to achieve their goals in a relationship. Uh, But when we're talking about doing something kind of for ourselves and on our own, how do we want to start that process? What's your favorite method? Right. So I think the first thing is you want to look at it. Okay. What makes a good goal? And a lot of us have heard of the acronym SMART. Mm-hmm. So it's a S-M-A-R-T. It stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. And we attribute that to a goal. And what I guess you, I'm sure, work a lot with SMART goals. What, what are your thoughts with them? Yeah, it, it's it's very important to understand the the reasons behind each word. So if you're okay with them, I'm just going to give a quick definition to the audience of what each one of those sure. means. Is that Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So specific, it's very clear. We want a specific goal that is very easily spelled out. It's not just an ethereal, just kind of a thought that's processing or passing through our brain. We want it to be specific to us and our situation. 
Uh, the next word is measurable. So measurable, let's use weight loss as an example. That's pretty easy to measure because we have a scale that will tell us whether we're succeeding or failing uh, and, and how we're succeeding along the way. Hopefully we're succeeding and hopefully we can see that week by week, month by month. Uh, achievable, this is something that we have to be able to, it's got to be a realistic expectation, right? We have to be able to achieve it. If we're going to set goals, they have to be achievable or else we're either going to A, give up or B, just fail miserably and then the whole idea of goal setting kind of stinks. We don't, we don't like it. So let, let's say, again, using that weight loss as an example, if I'm 240 pounds and I say, I have a goal of losing 200 pounds, um, that's not achievable. Uh, <laughs> getting down to 40 pounds isn't achievable, and it's not even healthy. Unless I'm going to lose a couple legs, ain't going to happen. So just not a good idea. Uh, then relevant. Relevant really, when we talk about it being relevant, it needs to be relevant to us, right? It needs to be something that we want to achieve achieve we want to accomplish if we go into a goal that's not really for us maybe one of our friends has a goal and we think oh that's a great idea I'd like to do that but it just doesn't really stir us emotionally or mentally saying I have to do this I mean some some of our goals need to be a mental push not necessarily emotional but it, it has to be relevant either way it has to be relevant to us or else we're just going to kind of let it go by the wayside and the last thing is time bound which is pretty easy if we make a goal and I'll use the weight loss as example again if we say I want to lose 40 pounds in 2019, well, now I've bound it to a, a time frame, right? I've, I've given it 365 days, roughly. And I, I want to have an end date in mind. So I'm going to pick December 31st, 2019. So there's an end date of when I have to have that goal achieved by. That way, I can go back to measurable. I know what it's going to be, you know, each time. It's achievable because it's within that year, right? And so it kind of ties all the, the letters together in one neat little package and we have uh, an idea of when we need to do it and what we need to do all along the way to achieve it by that last date. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. One of the questions I get a lot on achievable is what, uh, you know, I guess everyone wants to achieve a big goal, mm -hmm. but how, how, what percentage achievable should the goal be? Should they, should it just be a slam dunk or should they have a chance of not achieving it? Therefore, it, it motivates them and helps them to to push harder to achieve it. Again, it just needs to be realistic. So if, if it's something that is achievable, it's, it's realistic that you can achieve it, I would definitely push it a little bit so that you do have to do a little bit of work so you can see, you know, hey, this is going to be a big reward, but not so much that it's it's just it's just way too out of reach or that you're going to have to give up everything else in your life for that year to get it done. Then, then it's just not really achievable. So I, I like to err on the side of making sure they complete a goal or I complete a goal. So it's a little lighter, maybe, um, maybe 40 pounds would be too much for me to lose. And I just know that. And I look at it and say, okay, what's realistically, am I going to be able to achieve that? Maybe 30 pounds this year. And maybe I'm going to do an additional 10 or 15 the next. You, you want that reward for yourself, just the, your own self pat on the back or, Hey, I actually did it. You want that feeling instead of crap. I'm short by three pounds. Right. right so right. that that's my thought on it. What, what about you? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And and I've heard, oh, have a 50% chance of achieving it. That way you you have the motivation. But but I do agree with you. It's got to be realistic. And you know, you do want to set yourself up for for being able to to achieve it. The other letter in the acronym that's I, I find interesting is the measurable. Mm -hmm. Do you see, you know, when we, we gave the you gave the example about losing, you know, this many pounds, but does the goal have to be quantifiable? Could it be something like I want to run a marathon in 2019? Yes, but that's also measurable, right? Because mm -hmm. if you're going to run a marathon, if you're if you're already training, you should already know what your 
kind of quote unquote upper limit is for how much you run. And then you're striving to, to increase that every time, either, either every time you run or on a weekly basis, you're trying to increase that. I think any goal can be measurable, uh, in a way, some of them are going to be easier, right? I know that you work a lot with finance. And so some of those things, if I'm going to increase my income on a monthly basis, or I'm going to save a certain amount per month, those are easily measurable because we're talking numbers, easy numbers. Like your example, a marathon, it may be a little bit more difficult as far as a measurable experience, but there's still easy ways to measure it because you're measuring progress towards the goal. Um, if you're measuring, hey, I'm running a mile every day, and I do that for nine months expecting to be able to run a marathon at the end of that nine months, probably not attainable because you haven't pushed yourself further each time, each week, each day, whatever whatever that measurable system is. Does yeah, that make no, sense? That, that, Do you agree? That definitely make, makes sense. Yeah, All I, right. I agree. All right. So, so now we know how to define a goal, how to come up with a goal. Let's talk about a little bit about what we can do to achieve these goals. Yeah. Because right, it's, if we just talk about them, define them, write them down, it's, uh, we really need a plan on how to, to actually achieve them. Mm -hmm. So uh, a couple things that will set us up for success is the first one is take your goal and break it into sub goals. Yes. Right. That makes, that makes sense. I, yep. I think, right? Absolutely. And it's the same things that make a goal, you know, that concrete, measurable, time-based, you do that with a sub goal as well. You can look at, okay, my goal is to, you know, like we said, run a marathon in 2019. Well, what do I have to do in the first, you know, three months of 2019 to get me or the first month or the first week and create these little sub goals to, to get yourself on the right path and build up some momentum for doing that. Yep, absolutely. The, the baby steps, if you want to call it that. Um, mm -hmm. Step by step, you get better and better using your marathon example. You get better on a weekly basis, so you can then track that. And any runner is going to be tracking what they're doing. And I liken that to any goal. You should be tracking that on a weekly basis. How are you doing towards that goal? Some people, you know, I'll use another example. A lot of people that I know have said, I want to read the Bible in one full year. I want to read the entire Bible in one year. Well, that's an easy goal because, or not an easy goal, excuse me. It's an easily measurable goal and you can break it into those small chunks because they're chapters, right? There's chapters in right. a book. And so you've got specific chapters or you've got specific books that you're going to read in a certain week or in a certain month. And that's something that you can baby step along the way. So you see yourself climbing that ladder toward the very top and, and toward completing whatever that task was. Right. And okay, so uh, the next step on that would be to put a plan, to, to mm -hmm. get a plan. Uh, Definitely. You know, uh, I think one of the sayings is a goal without a plan is a wish. And as humans, we like to have things spelled out for us, whether you call it a process, a system, mm -hmm. a roadmap, and it just helps us, keeps us on track a, a little bit better than if we didn't have that in place. Okay. So how do you, just speaking from your side, uh, as, as a financial advisor, how do you help a client achieve a, a financial goal with being able to break into sub goals, with, with being able to have a plan, how does that work in your arena? Sure. So one of the popular goals that people I work with, they, they want to achieve passive income or financial freedom, right? And, and really that's defined as having their assets generate enough income that it covers their expenses. And if they didn't want to work anymore, they didn't, they don't have to work anymore. They're there. They have that financial freedom to do whatever they want when they want to do it. You know, the first step is we'll figure out, okay, what is that goal? How, what are your expenses? And therefore that's now that's the target. It could be, they want to generate 5,000 a month in passive income, 10,000 a month, a hundred thousand, whatever it is, we know what the goal is. And then we start breaking it down into 
sub goals and then actually action steps on what we have to do to, to get that goal. So if we say, okay, we want to achieve this, this financial freedom goal in five years, we look at, okay, what do we have to do in one year to be on track so that we can hit that, that five-year goal? And it may be, okay, you know, the goal may be to generate 10,000 a month in passive income. And we may say, okay, in our first year, we want to get started. We want to get on track. We built some momentum. We want to, at the end of the year, have 1,000 a month in passive income. So then we say, okay, that's our sub goal. And then we look and we, we try and create another sub goal. And we say, okay, what do we have to do in the next month? to be able to, at the end of the year, have $1,000 in mm-hmm. passive income. Mm-hmm. And then we look at, okay, the activities that we have to do for that is, it may be we have to start saving $10,000 a month, or we have to generate uh, returns on our investments of X, or we may have to buy a rental real estate property. But now what we start to, and then we go further than that and find out, okay, to do that, what do I need to do to be able to save $2,000 a month? It may be we need to reduce expenses by this, or we need to allocate money from here to our investment portfolio. And it's really breaking, keep breaking it down until we get to the lowest level of, of these sub goals. And the, the two things that you said there are really, really important for everybody to understand. Number one, we, we talked at the beginning of the podcast about, you know, New Year's resolutions, right? But you, you just said it, it's a five-year goal. It doesn't matter what the timeline is. It, of course, we do want that timeline because that's part of the smart goal format. But it could be a 10-year goal. It could be a 20-year goal. Personally, for in, in, in my life, my wife and I want to be completely debt-free in 20 years, meaning our house paid off, everything paid off, and, and helping our kids and grandkids with, with college expenses. So there's other things mixed in there. But it doesn't have to be a one-year goal. So it's beautiful. Like you said, five years down to, down to breaking it down to the year mark and then a month mark. Uh, the other thing is, is that your goal, goals specifically like this, there are multiple ways to achieve that goal. Like weight loss, you have a couple different things you can do. Number one, you're going to diet, right? That That's one way to lose weight. Also exercise. That's, so that's the second way you're going to reach, attain your goal is you're going to add those two things together. Uh, third may be liposuction. I don't know, right? <laughs> There's a third thing that you could possibly do to lose some weight. But with the with your finances, you said, if, if I'm not, well, I can't count them up in my head, but you had at least four or five different ways to start achieving that smaller goal, which is a beautiful thing. It's not going to be just one thing that you do to set you up for this goal for the next five years. You have multiple things that you can accomplish and do to all contribute to that one goal. Yeah. And you can, you can even look at it as leading and lagging goals. You can say the, the lagging goal is that, okay, I want to achieve that $10,000 a month in passive income. But the leading goal is, well, what do you, what can you actually do? And then obviously, therefore, what's trackable to, to you to do to, to get that. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, we talked about saving the money or, in, you know, in increasing your investment return. So, you know, there are some of these things we, you want to focus on the things you have control of, because that's what will lead you to, to achieving the goals. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the reason we break them up into small chunks or, or the sub goals is because, you know, if you look at that end goal that, you know, like, like you said, that 20 years of, of being debt free, it may seem like a mountain to climb right now, but if we break it up into sub goals, it's it's just going to give us a, a, a lot better chance of achieving it. Exactly, exactly. And doing that, one of the things that you and I've talked about before is you've got to have that written down and you've got to get it plugged into your calendar because if you don't do that, it's just, it, you're just going to forget. I mean, we're so busy. Everybody's so busy. It's not a blame issue. It's just a busy issue, right? So yeah. getting it on a calendar is so important. Yeah, there, there are studies out there that show what we schedule 
gets tracked and gets measured and gets gets accomplished. Mm-hmm. So scheduling is, is a big thing. Um, you know, you can go as far as I will do this at this time, at this place, put it on the calendar, and there's a lot better chance of you actually doing it than if you just think about it. <laughs> that's that's a great example because I've got a buddy of mine named Chris who we separated from our jobs or the job that we worked together. We separated years and years ago uh, just in different directions, but we always kept in touch, and we went out a couple times, and then all of a sudden it was we'd see each other at mutual events. Hey, we need to go out and, and, and grab a beer. Hey, we need to go out and, and have a cup of coffee. Hey, we need to get lunch. We've been saying that for six years. <laughs> we haven't done yeah. it yet, and it's just it's almost like a running joke now. Last time I saw him, I'm like, hey, we should really get together, and he's just like, yeah, we probably should, yeah. and we, we have a great time when we're together, but then guess what? It never gets done. Uh, not that we're not friends, or you know, but it's it just doesn't get done because we're both leading very, very busy lives. Sure, sure. In addition to scheduling, I think another thing that will help you is is accountability. Oh, yeah. And I recently read a study where um, the person doing the study grabbed a bunch of people, put them into five groups. So the first group was were people that thought about their goal. The second group were people that thought about their goal and also wrote it down. The third group were people that had to write their goal and come up with an action plan on their goal. Mm -hmm. Group four, was a group that had to send that action plan to a friend or an accountability partner. And group five had to send weekly reports to their accountability partner, uh, yeah. updating them on, on their progress towards their goal. So the the actual results of the study were in group one, people who just thought about their goal had a 42% chance of achieving it. Mm. Uh, the group that thought about it and wrote it down, it, their chances increased to 60%. Group three, who had to write it down and come up with an action plan, surprisingly, their actual percentage uh, of accomplishing it went down to 50%. Hmm. Group four, if you sent it to an accountability partner, your your chance of, of succeeding were up to 64%. And the one with the highest percentage, if you sent weekly progress reports to your accountability partner and doing that, you had a 76% chance of achieving it. So accountability is an important part of achieving goals. Yeah, absolutely. And that's huge. Uh, I I always use the example uh, with my clients of just think about somebody who wants to quit smoking. If, if you truly want to quit smoking, you're going to tell other people that, that are in your inner circle, Hey, this is what my goal is. I got to quit smoking. I just, I have to, I, you know, please help me to do that. Help hold me accountable to that. Now you've got people that are helping you. They're, they're watching you. It's even a perceived thought that, okay, I don't want to disappoint them, right? Because they could be family members. They could be close friends. I'm letting them know that this is what I want to do. And I I need to do this not only for myself, but also I don't want to disappoint them. People who say, you know, I want to quit smoking, but they want to keep it secret. They're setting themselves up for failure. And I think they already know that by saying, I'm just not going to tell anybody that I'm quitting smoking because if I fail, then nobody knows, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, you you, you wouldn't think of it, but most people want to help you achieve your goals. Absolutely. Most people want to motivate you. To, to achieve them. So it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah. That, if they're in your inner circle, they better be on your right. side, right? <laughs> so no, there's, that, that's there's a, a funny app that's out there. I think it's called stick where it, you can actually, instead of the, you know, the old carrot versus stick type of motivation. So what this does is you put your goal in there and if you don't, you, know, you put your commitment in, if you don't stick to your commitment, it's, it's an anti it makes an anti-charity donation. So if you are a Democrat, it makes a donation to a Republican charity, <laughs> or vice versa. So, really, yeah, I've never heard of that. that we're, we're motivated more by the punishment than we are by the by the reward. So I don't know if that's true or not. Oh, that is funny. That's that's interesting. I've never heard of that. So it's called Stick. Yeah. Stick. Yeah. All stick. right. I'm I'm definitely looking that up. 
So it, it's it's interesting that you you bring up accountability partners. So what do you? How do I want to say this? How do you help your clients with their accountability? Not just yourself, but how do you set them up for success on different things when they have certain goals and they're not going to be able to you know call you on a weekly basis? I mean, that may be a service you offer. I don't know, but uh, how do you help them find accountability with the things that they want to do? Yeah, so I think, and probably both of us, we're accountability partners to the to the people we work with. And I think it's kind of similar to this, this process we, we just went through. It's, it's setting the goal, the goal, you know, defining the goal, mm-hmm. creating the sub goal, creating the, the activities that we need to do to, to achieve those goals and then time bounding them. It's having those check-ins with whoever's trying to achieve that goal and, and seeing if they're on track for it. And if not, you know, it, things always change. Mm-hmm. And so if they're not on track for it, you know, what, what do we have to do to get, to get back on track for it? And the one, the one thing too, is if you look at goals are not, they're not easy to achieve. And there's often something that you have to give up to get that, to get that goal. You might have to, you know, if you have a financial goal, you're trying to to achieve, you may not be able to take that vacation this year, or you may, you know, have to change your, your lifestyle. And at some point you have to make the decision of, is this, do I really want to achieve this, this goal? And if you don't, that's fine too, but at least you know that, okay, to achieve this goal, this is what I have to do to, to get there. Yes, absolutely. One of the things that I want to bring up also before we close, I know we're running a little low on time. One thing that you guys can do that will help you with your goal is to have a reminder, right? So the, the reminder that I talk to my clients about is something that is hopefully maybe physical or you can see it in front of you that's going to help remind you of why you're doing this goal. So I had a, a gentleman that uh, he, he had a weight loss goal specifically, he was one of my clients. And his reward for himself after achieving his goal, and this, this is really kind of part of that reward system, his reward to himself was going to be a couple new suits. And specifically from a, a tailor in his area that it was, a, it was a high-end suit, let's be honest, it was going to be much more expensive than he would normally spend, but he was going to lose 35 pounds. And once he lost 35 pounds, that's kind of a natural consequence anyway. You're going to have to get some new clothing or you're going to have to have your clothing adjusted. And so he was going to buy himself a couple new suits. So what we did is we said, okay, how are you going to remind yourself of why you're working so hard to lose that weight? And we came up with a couple thoughts and I said, how about this? Why don't you go and shop for your suit, pick out the, you know, the kind of material you want and ask them for a swatch because they'll give you one. And so what he did is he did that. He hit, uh, he went to, I think it was a local hardware store. I had him put a grommet in it and then he used it as a keychain. So he had just a small piece of that suit right? That he would, that he wanted, that he was longing for and saying, okay, this is my reward for when I get done. And this is why I'm working so hard. So when he had to get up at five o'clock in the morning and hit the gym, his car keys had a swatch of that suit that every day that would remind him, okay, this is what I'm working for. This is why I'm getting up at 5am to go to the gym. Uh, another gentleman, he had a, a, wanted to take his wife on a surprise uh, vacation. And so what he did is he had pictures of the place they were going to go is actually Italy. He had a couple pictures on his desk that were facing him that only he knew what those were really for. And those would remind him every day, okay, this is my why I'm trying to get to this certain number of clients to get this financial goal. I want to surprise my wife by the for Christmas. I want to show her that we're going to Italy that next spring or whenever it was. So have a have a reward for yourself for completing this goal. So a lot of the rewards are, you know, inherent in themselves, but give yourself some sort of reminder so you know why you're working so hard at this goal and, and, and trying to achieve it. 
Yeah, I, I think, and I think the rewards are great, especially when you hit those, you know, those sub goals or those milestones. Mm-hmm. It's it's important to reward yourself as uh, you know at that point as well, because you know achieving these goals aren't aren't a quick fix. It's you know like the tortoise and the hare. But by making you know make, we make small accomplishments, build strong habits, we'll get the momentum towards the goal and eventually on the on the path to achieve it. Yeah, absolutely. And just make sure that the rewards are appropriate. If you've got a financial goal, after two months of doing this and working really hard, don't throw yourself a huge party. It's going to cost you a bunch of money. Or if you've got a weight loss goal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, if you've got a weight loss goal, don't go celebrate at Krispy Kreme. I mean, that's all there is to it. It's just not, not a good idea. So appropriate rewards is another piece of it. Yeah. All right. What else do we got today, Mark? Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's all we wanted to cover on on goals. And, you know, like I said, it's just a small build the momentum and and that's the the best way to, to achieve these goals. Yeah, absolutely. And if any of you have financial goals out there that you want to achieve, or you're looking at it going, you know, there's some definitely some things that I could change in my financial world to make my future better five years down the road, 10 years down the road, by the end of this next year, your finances could be better. Reach out to Mark, reach out to Mark and his team and ask him what kind of goals he would suggest for your specific situation. He'd love to sit down with you, uh, have a coffee, and, and he'll put it on his calendar so it actually happens, unlike me. Uh, so just reach out. Reach out to Mark and his team. Mark, do you have a number they can reach out to you at? Sure. It's 862-205-5800. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening today to the Agent of Wealth podcast with Mark Bautis. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Mark comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Thanks again for listening today. For everyone at Bautis Financial, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Agent of Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Bautis Financial. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment and financial planning.